This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Uh, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 4th, episode 2590, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, Horse World. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to to going into our 11th year on Horses in the Morning. So uh, thank you, Jamie, for hanging around and uh, going into 11 years. I know. It's crazy. You know, what are you going to talk about after the first two weeks? <laughs> and I just said the episode 2590. I was like, what? How is that possible? Oh my gosh. Well, it's amazing. Well, happy new year. Did everything magically wash away for everybody, Glenn? Um, nope. Are we all better? Nope. Nope. We're oh. still here. 2020 still <laughs> leading into 2021. But okay. uh, you had a lot of snow from what I saw from your pictures. Oh my God. Can I tell you how much I love snow? <laughs> I don't, (laughs) I don't love it at all. I don't, you know, you know what? And it's really beautiful. You know, New Year's Day, I wake up and and there's this magical, mystical, white, shiny world out there. And then by like 10 a.m., it's mud. Mud and ice. freaking mud. And (laughs) And then the next morning, it's solid ice. (laughs) And then it's balling up on the horse's feet and just like just gross. I, I mucked out yesterday at the barn and like every stall was an entire gator full of poop. Like I, cause I just couldn't get to it with all the mud and the snow. I, I don't know how you people that live in the Northern tundra survive. Where it never gets below or above 32 all, all oh winter. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are my hero. Well, I don't know if you're my heroes or I just think you're crazy. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so it snowed here. Like, like nuts. And then of course, you know, I, it's so beautiful today. That's the nice thing about living down here kind of in this, uh, line of the, the equator, (laughs) this longitudinal line, I guess here, because you get some ups and some downs and you get all the seasons, but now it's going to be back to 55, but apparently it's supposed to snow again on Wednesday, Glenn. So I don't know. Uh, For new listeners, Jamie came from living for many years in Phoenix where didn't snow very often. So and Atlanta before that. I've lived in Atlanta, Phoenix. I lived one year up in Ohio and I was like, yeah, this is not ever gonna happen again. One I mean it one winter, because those people are crazy. And uh yeah, just the amount of prep work that goes into getting you guys all know, like, okay, we got weather coming in. What are we going to do? Okay, I've got to get everything in. I've got to get the hay covered. I've got to get the horses done. I've got to get this here, this here, get the stalls pre-cleaned and ready and fluffed up and bedded because I've the horses are going to lay the hoses out so the they don't freeze. And, uh. Yes. <laughs> they fill up all the troughs now and unhook the hoses and bring them inside. <laughs> like, 
Why, why do we do this? Oh, yeah, because we love horses. That's why. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's why. So welcome to 2021, where it's pretty much the same as the beginning of 2020 was uh, last year with the cold you and the take ice. That and, back. Well, it was. You the beginning of 2021, 2020 was great. First three months was, was fine. So we're good. Uh, but yeah, so today's show, we're going to take a look back at the positive things of 2021 with the help of some of our auditors. Uh, we're going to take a look at ours, and then we're going to talk about some new things coming up uh, in this year. I'm sorry, last year, 2020. And then some new things coming up on HRN and Horses in the Morning in this new year. We always do that the first day. First day back, Jamie and I try and keep the number of guests to a minimum. So we just have Deanne coming on from Horse Nation. She's going to discuss something that's very appropriate for Jamie right now, and that's how to keep your horses clean in the winter. Uh, (laughs) We're also going to talk about some important legislation that actually passed involving horse racing. So we're going to talk about that as well, all on today's show. But first, like we do on the beginning of all of our shows, is we do some Daily Winnies. Well, I have birthdays, three of them, uh, from our terrific auditors. We have Renee Kissel, we have Lisa Nilsson, and Chantel Gilliand. Also, we want to welcome... That's how you say that, Gilliand. Gilliand. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I just like Gilliland. I just like to to laugh. (laughs) And also, welcome to new auditors, Megan Elizabeth, Joel Lambert, who is Nikki Lambert's husband. Joel, I didn't know you listened to the show, so welcome. We always want to welcome guys to the auditor room. There's not enough of us. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We're outnumbered. Donna Legary and raised pledges are Carol Liptak and Andrew Dixit. Dixon. So, Andrew, thank you for raising your pledge and Carol as well. We appreciate that. So if you want to become an auditor that's like a super fan of the show and all the shows here on the Horse Radio Network, you just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. So that's how you get your happy birthdays. And apparently I got a lot of thank yous for the happy birthdays from people who never got them because I went ahead and did research over the holiday and included them all in the last episode of last show. I was wondering about that. Did you get in trouble for missing birthdays? No, actually, I just got a lot of people to say, oh, my God, I heard my for the first time and they've been waiting years so i didn't hear from anybody that didn't and if you have a problem and i missed yours send it your email to jennifer at horse radio do you know what we did um on the burt show when uh, i was in atlanta on the radio is we would give prizes away every day to somebody whose birthday was right around christmas and we find like the person who was the closest to christmas and they get like the best gift so we need to do start doing giveaways because people that have birthdays at Christmas time get screwed, and it's not their fault. I had to give two million dollars away uh, from the last trivia we did right before oh, yeah. Christmas. I have no money left to give uh, birthday <laughs> gifts to anybody. That's it. Next, start saving because next year all of you that are born right around Christmas are going to get a million dollars from Glenn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just hold your breath for that. <laughs> Right, my daily Winnie goes. Carol, one of our listeners sent me this. <clears throat> Carol Carter, and it was a uh, the artist Jamie Wyeth. <clears throat> excuse me, artist Jamie Wyeth, famous artist, adopts. Yeah. 
famous artist adopts 10 racehorses in honor of his late wife. And I was like, Oh, that's really sweet. You know, his wife was the horse person in the, in the relationship. He adopted 10 racehorses from the thoroughbred retirement foundation oh, wow. who for in honor of his wife. And she's the one who bred and owned union rags. The winner of the Belmont, you know, was slated to win the Derby and everything. Uh, so really amazing horse woman and did that in honor of her and and then he sent them all to um, the Second Chances program at the Wallkill Correctional Facility. And that is a program that uses thoroughbreds to rehabilitate inmates. Huh. I didn't know they did thoroughbreds, yeah. too. Yeah, because they do it in Lexington, too, at the one prison there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. The one that we, where we live, the prison yeah. right, right by Masterson. That's where they did it. It's the one. It's one of the ones behind. There's like six of them right behind the park there, uh, but it was one of the ones behind there that did it. So there are several programs like that in the country. That's cool. Well, there you go, Dale yeah. Winnie. Well, what I thought we would do because I see I see a lot of stories where they're reviewing 2020, and it's like we lived through it. We don't really need to review it. We know what happened. There was an awful election and an awful virus. So we're that's pretty much that sounds about right. <laughs> it's all 2020 the right there. Okay, so the bad stuff that's what we did. We all lived through it. We don't need to review it again. So what I thought we'd do with the auditors, and I posted this yesterday and had 187 comments. So apparently, people really wanted to review the bright spots of 2020, and that's how I thought we could end 2020 here on the show is review the bright spots that some of our auditors did. And I picked some because there were too many. I just can't do them all. Um, so you, we had our auditors and listeners. These are people that, that support uh, the horse radio network through voluntary contributions. They had some good, they had some good times. There were some bad times. There's some good times. And that's what we were celebrating. There was 187 comments, Glenn, under your Facebook. There was a lot. Just Facebook. (laughs) And by the way, I've now talked to three or four auditors that got a Facebook account just because of trying to connect with all of our other friends. That is true. That is really cool. The only, and the only, and we've also talked to many who the only reason they stay on Facebook is because of the auditor room. So um, so thank you for that. But anyway, here's the review. Kind of, I did. I put together kind of a review, and uh, some of them we'll call out individually, and I want to talk to you about some of them, too, and find out what your bright spots were. But people bought things. People bought a lot of things. Uh, Many, many COVID dogs and horses. Too many to count. <laughs> it's just yeah. there were a lot of COVID dogs and horses, and we have a COVID dog that's laying right beside me right now. So I'm one and of I those. have a couple COVID horses. I was just going to so. say you have more than one. There's must yeah. be a dozen COVID horses for Jamie. How many I, did you end I, up with that are yours? Okay, so <laughs> that you still have that you kept. Okay, that I kept. All right. So I think the biggest COVID horse purchase for me was buying an Andalusian stud colt online sight unseen. Yeah, that (laughs) would be the big one, I think. Yeah. That was a big one. And that was very out of like, like, I always try to think of things like, and Abby reminds me of this all the time. She's like, that is not in your business model. And so all (laughs) things relate to I love how you said Abby reminds you that and not your husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, husband doesn't get to say anything about that. <laughs> He's the one who's like, you should just keep them both. You know, I'm like, my business model does not support <laughs> shoeing and feeding to skinny racehorses. You know, things like that. So in, uh, definitely buying an Andalusian stud colt 
was not in my business model. Okay. But oh my God, I love him so much. He's squishy. And he went from, he was really skinny when he got here. Oh my God. He's going to be harder than Zeus to keep weight off of. Holy cow. He looks like a, he's a, he's a, it was black, but he's graying out. So he's kind of black with like specks of white. So he, he basically looks like a giant blueberry out in the field, <laughs> um, where he's like, really round from the eating off the round pail. And I feel like I need to muzzle him. And he's only a yearling or I guess he's almost two. Anyway, point is I have that. I got that horse, which was crazy. And then I just recently adopted the thoroughbred from, from horse and hound, but I will have, you know, I might've purchased a lot of chickens and raised a bunch of babies. I did not get a dog this year. Yeah, but because I did, did that for us. Did 2020 COVID <laughs> dog, but Glenn, you did, but I you did. didn't get any horses. We're like the perfect That's person. That's it. Together. We're the great couple. Uh, by the way, there were many new cars, trucks, and trailers on the list. Uh, many new trucks uh, and trailers and lots of new cars that were people, and a lot of new farms. I was surprised. We had some of them on the show here over the year. There were a lot of people buying farms this year. And uh, it, I'll tell you, if you want to get a farm down on here in Ocala, you better do it soon because the prices are going through the roof. Just well, through the roof. But the, the interest rates have been down. Yes. So yeah. I'm like, we, we bought our new, we just moved into our new house this year. And like we refinanced <laughs> like, <laughs> three months later. <laughs> well, I got a new camper. So that counts. You know, that's a COVID camper. <gasps> you, did. Yeah, you got a COVID, uh, a COVID excitement COVID, too. Trailer, COVID RV, COVID, whatever you want to call it. A second home. We used to call them campers. Now they're all called RVs. Whether you, uh, yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, we're trying to figure out the uh, lexicon of being a camper owner now. Uh, lots of babies were born. And I, I'm assuming that most of them were conceived before COVID. So they were born during COVID. Lots of new babies. Congratulations to all of you new mamas out there. And I'm talking human babies, by the way. Lots of human babies. And I just, I, 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 I wonder how, what the what the difference in the hotel hotel hospital rules are as far as having a baby. Like, can your family come in? Can you? I, I know that that was probably a, a struggle yeah, for a, a struggle, lot of these I new bet. moms. So yeah. you guys are amazing. Yeah, they'll, they'll never forget this year. Then which which year their baby was born? <laughs> oh, uh, several of us lost things, mostly unwanted body parts. There were a couple what? comments about people who had surgeries and gallbladders and things. So uh, there were several of those. Uh, like you lost an arm? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Internal body parts. Uh, I account for most of them. Kara got married. Congratulations to Kara. And many got engaged. Too many that I couldn't even find them all. There were so many people I got engaged this year. COVID engagements are going to be another thing people remember. You're going to remember that, like, I kind of remember the year that we were engaged, you know, that we that I popped the question, but sort of remember which year it was. COVID people are going to remember. That'll be. I have no idea. Do, you really don't? 2000. And yours is a lot less far back than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not into dates and all that. I don't know. We just, we're fine. Mine was in the summer. I know that much. <laughs> it was in the summer. I remember how, but I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. All but right. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I feel like people proposed to other people because they're like, well, we're stuck together. I haven't killed you yet. And I don't want to start over. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> or wait, that was my neg negatron uh, approach. Let me try with the positron is the, oh my God, I am stuck in a house with you and I love you so much. I want to be married to you forever. There That's were a lot of people that said it was the first time they were stuck in the house with their spouse and they're still married. So 
Now, I didn't see anybody that said they were stuck and they're divorced, probably because they're too busy right now with the lawyer's office. Uh, and you can't get right. a divorce right now. That's true. <laughs> so the other thing that was a lot of people, a lot of people um, got new horses, as we said, uh, but they had interesting stories. Tell us about Carly's. Okay. Uh, Carly, this one was pretty crazy. And she said in 2020, I reconnected with the thoroughbred Philly. I helped deliver eight years ago. Uh, I guess it was a part of her school, uh, project. And through the magic of Craigslist, Craigslist, do we <laughs> it's call first time that it's magic? ever been called that. <laughs> Through the magic of Craigslist, I found her my faith in humanity was restored when the seller decided to part with her for pocket change just so I could have her. That's a good story. Pretty cool. That is a good story. There were lots of stories about people going to shows this year, too, when shows started again in some states. Uh, Megan said, because there were so few entries, I was the champion adult amateur at our club's year-end show for training-level musical freestyle, despite the fact that my horse spooked at the cameraman and then blasted the potted mum at letter A, sending petals flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have the song ready? Oh, let me get that ready. I will get it ready. Go ahead. What? Oh, you I got it. I got it. No, wrong stuff. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic Oh, it wasn't loser. that one. No! You didn't want that my pathetic... Girl. Oh, okay. I don't want to be that girl. girl, that girl, that girl. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's about perfect. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. <laughs> I mean, basically called her a loser. Uh, um, let's see. Katie she was a said, champion. <laughs> then you called her a pathetic loser with the <laughs> wrong sound file. Sorry about that. <laughs> that is like a quick. That's a tight mix-up. Okay. Uh, Katie says with the horse events canceled in our area, I was able to um, enjoy my horses on the trails more. My oldest daughter got back into riding, and both my daughters and I spent a lot of time hitting the trails together. I am so jelly. Oh my God. <laughs> I took one trail ride with my kid, and he hasn't got back on since. Yeah, I think fun. there's a lot of people, though, that figured out they can do more than just show with their horses this year. I think that yeah. was a common thread. And the fact that she got to really do it with her kids, that, that's what I found so cool about that one. Yeah. And, yeah. And I love Mary's. That's, hers is really sweet. Oh, Mary said, I had some really low points in 2020 and thankfully even more bright spots. But the one that stands out is attending Jamie's Monty Roberts into... Intro. intro into Horsemanship Clinic. I would call it a big breakthrough in understanding horses. Since I've been home, I've been able to help a remedial horse take the bit and bridle, and I'm working with and understanding my own horse on a wonderful new level. I'm so excited for 2021 and helping other horses and their owners understand them better. Look, you did good. That is awesome. That is so sweet. But that clinic was great. We had such great participants and great horses. And I was, you know, whenever you reteach this stuff, you relearn all of it. You're, you're reminded of it. So it was really good for me, too. Well, Jessica, who's been on our show many times this last year in 2020, she's our traveling reporter. She's our roaming gypsy. Uh, she's the one that's living out of her trailer and traveling the country and does uh, endurance rides. She mm -hmm. said Mackenzie was named grand champion of the distance riding division by the Cleveland Bay Horse Society of North America. She also won High Point Mare. Yay! So and I have their picture. They have, I have a great picture of them. I'm going to post it in the show notes today. But congratulations, Jessica. You've, you've done a lot. She's done 
done so much this year in what could have been a very trying year, but she was about as socially distant as they get uh, living in the middle of the desert in her camper. So, yeah. 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 Good job, Jessica. She's done it. Um, And then finally, Maya said, after 27 years, I became a horse owner again. I had started horse shopping before the pandemic and then paused it for six months as the pandemic complicated life and travel. But in September, I found my dream horse, a four-year-old Arabian Connemara, a nine-hour drive away. We did our first endurance ride camp, an intro endurance ride the week I got him, and he was champ. Definitely a highlight of my life, let alone 2020. Oh, I just thought that'd be a good one to end with because I think there were a lot of people that I saw too and that we've talked to throughout the year, listeners of ours who have been out of horses for so long. And this was the year maybe because they had more time, I don't know, uh, that they actually got back into horses and they've been listening to our show for years and not owning a horse. That must kill you, by the way. If you're a horse person... You know, I understand how our show can help, but it also has to, like, make you realize every day that you miss your horse. We're going to talk a little bit about that in Equestrian First World Problems, actually, Glenn. But I want to know, what are some of the highlights for you this year? Well, a highlight for me, I think, was the Horse Lovers Cruise. Pretty much, we knew COVID was coming, and we got lucky. But uh, the Horse Lovers Cruise was just a blast this year. I just had so much fun. I just love hanging out with listeners. And we just had a great time. So I think that was one of my big highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, I would I would like to say staying home more, but I did that anyway, so that wasn't one. Um, and then not having chemo, getting through the whole operations thing, and not having to do chemo. So I think that mm-hmm. was the other big highlight. That is good. I mean, that's a big one. I mean, one. <laughs> surviving a, sur- a major surgery—that's good, right? A couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, that is a definitely a, a, a highlight. For sure. All right. Well, mine were, uh, I have a a list, you know, I I feel like 2020 for so many people was so tough, but for Chad and I actually, it went pretty well. And I'll tell you that because I get, 2019 was really terrible. So 2020 was an upswing, you know, for us personally, because we got to move into our house. For those who don't know, Chad and I, when we moved to Oklahoma, there was not a house on this property that was livable. There was a 800 square foot, I called it windowless nightmare that we had to live in with my kid. And when COVID hit, that's where I was living. So I'm having to homeschool a kid in in the dark in an 800 square foot home and Needless to say, it was difficult. Um, so we moved into the house. I and then at the end of the year, a lot of stuff happened. You know, in August, I got a letter from the Queen of England. Like, what? That was awesome. Um, I got a hundred horses. I helped. I didn't do them all, obviously, but I helped a hundred horses get new homes at Horse and Hound Rescue. I got Parker. I taught a clinic. I stayed married and I kept my kid alive for another year. <laughs> By the way, the stayed married and kept the kid alive every year is on her list. That's uh, that's so on the far, list for 10 years. <laughs> so far, it's been on every list. And here's to it being on the next one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell us about Kevin Equine and then we'll go to Deanne from Horse Nation with her uh, uh, with her weekly visit. Perfect. Well, millions of Americans do the same thing every January. They sign up for gym memberships and resolve to get fit. I will not tell you what my husband did. Did he do that? 
No, my husband is a infomercial purchaser, and oh, he no. is. This is a terrible idea what when he buy? is in a hotel room. As a, <laughs> it's like a workout meet. I mean, it's like a beneficial thing, but I'm like, you've got to stop watching TV <laughs> at two in, in the, the middle of the night at two in the morning in a hotel room when you're on an airline trip. Okay, stop it. Like when I met him, he had a Bowflex in his living room. Okay, <laughs> that kind. All right, love you. Still married. Oh, I just got a really nasty look. <laughs> millions of Americans do the same thing every January. See millions. He's not alone. Sign up for gym memberships, resolve to get fit by uh, the time of the year, you know, a little bit later, many of them have thrown in the towel actually could be like by now it's January. Yeah. I think by the first, the first, first week. (laughs) I'm, I'm actually off bread and beer, no bread and beer. Why you hardly eat anything anyway. I know I'm going to starve to death. <laughs> um, luckily, it's much easier to pump up the performance of your horse. You see, in every cell in your horse relies on glucose to fuel its function, function and growth. Feeding your horse chromium helps optimize the use of glucose so your horse has more energy for body upkeep, health, and performance, ultimately resulting in improved overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Give your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Chemin. Ask for it by name. Otherwise, you might not get what you pay for. So learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. It's that time where we get to talk to the big boss, the big cheese over at HorseNation.com. Deanne, hi, Deanne. Hi, how are you today? Fantastic. You know, it's funny. Uh, I saw this article on Horse Nation and I thought, I don't think that there could be a more appropriate or perfect article for A, this time of year, and B, me. Because (laughs) I now own one very light dapple gray uh, horse. And He's been wearing a blanket for a couple of weeks, but now because, you know, the the body stays really clean under the blanket. However, his neck from about shoulder, scapula up to the ears, and even the forehead is disgustingly dirty. So you came up with an article called Keeping Horses Clean in Cold Weather, and it's Kentucky Performance Products as a sponsor. Uh, Talk to me about how the heck you keep your horse clean in the winter. Well, and let me just be clear. So um, this is not my article. We once a week do post stuff from Kentucky Performance Products blog. So I don't want to take credit for something that isn't mine, (laughs) just to be clear. So they actually came up with ways to help. So this is not sarcastic or campy. It's actually helpful. (laughs) Yeah, it's actual hints on keeping your horse clean in cold weather. Um, so a couple of things they recommend is that dry shampoo, um, which you spray on and rub with a clean towel. We have a gray horse at the barn who, you know, as a typical gray gets lighter and lighter as the years go on. Um, she's not mine, but I ride her occasionally and I have never had a horse get so dirty. Like what is it about gray horses and mud? (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. And I like would be willing to think that it was just that it showed up better, but like that's not true, right? She actually is objectively dirtier than my chestnut, who doesn't <laughs> like rolling things very often. <laughs> wow. So I, they rec- they recommend like the dry shampoo. Um, they also said apply white vinegar with a clean towel, which I totally had never heard of. 
I was just going to say, I've never heard of it. So you take a clean towel and you, you douse it with white vinegar and then it rubs the stain out. It says it works on yellow stains and manes and tails too. I never heard that. It'll clear up your nose too. Uh, Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And if you mix it with a little white lightning at the same time, you can treat thrush and white lines disease, you know? You actually could cause an explosion. Throw some baking soda on there. You'll have an explosion. <laughs> Volcano horse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they talk about steaming as well, which is basically heating up water and just using the heat and water to clean it, which I would imagine works very well. But like we have no hot water at our barn, so I'm Same. not sure how that would work. Same. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that'd be a, it'd be cool by the time I got it down from the house. <laughs> right. Right. I have, I've also done the baby powder thing, which like doesn't actually get them clean, but does a great job of hiding the stains. <gasps> you know what? I use baby powder on my basset hound because so basset bassets get like kind of like a oily kind of coat you know they get mm-hmm. a little stinky and she, they're low to the ground and their ears drag and everything i don't know she she just she's smellier than any of the other bassets i've had bella bless her heart and so what i started doing was at night because she sleeps in the room sometimes in the bed i douse her with baby powder and like rub it all in <laughs> i'm like look she's so clean and she smells so good this is great yeah the germs are still there, but they are suppressed in their odor. But we don't know, so it doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Chad out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> you know what? My biggest pet peeve with grooming in the winter is the dang static electricity, man. What do you have oh. way around that? Because I just, it's really gross, but I got to touch a horse and I shock them and then I just spit on my hand and give them a rub again. <laughs> Is there some sort of magical way to get around that? Do you know of anything? Well, so if you honestly, if you bring dryer sheets with you, does that work? Yeah. And if you have a horse, like if your horse is good with like aerosol fly spray and stuff, like which mine are all good with sprays, um, honestly, static guard. No way. Now I I do again, I'm picturing like a fresh Philly and like at like 32 degrees who isn't used to aerosol sprays yeah. and that can go pretty far south. <laughs> <laughs> so with the with the, the static uh clean thing, what not static is that's that's what's a static sheet, like dryer sheet. The dryer sheet. So with a dryer sheet, do you just keep it in your pocket? Do you have to keep it in your hand? Is that what you touch them with? Keep like, it in your pocket and like rub your hands with it and you, your first touch, do it with the horse to get rid of some of the static. God, dryer sheets are good Plus, for so many things. And they and it'll smell good. And I think I don't know if this is true, so like don't quote me on this, but I feel like I knew somebody who would put dryer sheets like on their hat and in their clothing to repel ticks. Oh, we were told when we bought our camper to put dryer sheets in the under compartments of the camper to keep the mice out. Oh, so see, look, it could help you. It gets rid of static. It'll keep ticks off your horse that's and right. keep the mice away. I don't know if all of that's true, but just go with it. That's way better than the mothball thing. Oh, oh God, yeah, it smells yeah. better too. They smell much better than the mothballs. The other thing they're good for here in Florida, we get uh, we get love bugs, and love bugs splatter all over your windshield. Anybody that's been through Florida and the two times a year the love bugs come out know exactly what I'm talking about. And you cannot get these stains off the, off your windshield. You, you you take dryer sheets, you wet them, and you rub it over your windshield to come right off. 
one, I don't know what a love bug is, but I will Google it after this. Oh, yeah. And two, I now feel like a Horse Nation article coming up, like five uses for dryer sheets. There you the go. Perfect. You didn't realize. Do they have <laughs> love bugs down. in Arizona? Uh, no. No, because they live off of mosquitoes. But let me tell you what, you can't see out of your windshield after you've driven through a love bug infestation. It's that bad. That sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> Florida is great. <laughs> um, now, this is interesting, too. At uh, the bottom of this article, just so we can plug it, KPP, Kentucky Performance Products, is having a contest where you want to explain the contest? Yeah, so it's great, right? They're doing an ugly coat contest. And I, and the whole like pretext is that we all have our ugly barn coat, right? Like the coat we wear to the barn, it doesn't matter that it has horse slobber and wormer and vaccinations on it. I don't know about your coats, mine do. <laughs> um, and yeah. and they're just those ugly barn coats, but they're totally necessary, right? Like how we're not going to wear our good coats to the barn. And so they want to see pictures of your ugly barn coat. And you can enter by like submitting it on Facebook. You can um, post the picture on Instagram using the hashtag KPP Ugly Barn Coat Contest. Um, or if you don't have social media, there's a link on um, the Horse Nation website on all of our Kentucky Performance Products sponsored posts that you can click and enter online. And you can enter up until January 31st, but they want to see your ugly barn coat and the winner gets his or her choice of Kentucky Performance Products supplements and a bucket of goodies. I'm entering right now <laughs> because <laughs> right? I have this one. It's it's actually it was Chad's. My mom gave it to him, and it's corduroy, like brown corduroy, and like some sort of like fleece lined brown corduroy. It is horrible, but <laughs> it's really big. And my dog, my Jack Russell, fits in the front of it with me, <laughs> so it gets to stay warm. But it is, it's amazing. It's you, amazing. I, you definitely need the picture of the barn coat with the Jack Russell's head sticking out. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll enter with that. Yes. That's a great, that's a good, that's a fun contest. I hadn't seen that one before. And yeah, every horse remember. woman especially has those horrible coats. Remember oh, when we did absolutely. a post, Glenn, and we were asking people to show us what they wear to the barn in the morning to oh, feed? Yes. Now, obviously, pajamas. this we is We were asking for, for pajamas. <laughs> yeah, not typically people that board their horses. You might get dressed before you go. Um, but yeah, to asking people to come. And I was amazed and personally thankful I'm not alone as the one person who like walks down in pajamas and I had like these Superman pajama pants and like these tall muck boots and I was wearing like a tank top. I mean, we're talking hideous like you look out the window and you're like how is she married to that guy like because he's attractive and she's a hot mess like one of those things so and hundreds of people commented so maybe also uh a what do you wear to the barn in the winter what do you wear to the barn in the summer you know if you're just going down to feed all sorts of article ideas for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's funny when you talk about like what you wear to the barn, um, Kristen, who we all know and love, right? Like my predecessor at Horse Nation now with the Retired Racehorse Project. Yeah. She, every day she wears like a button down, like Western shirt with her jeans and boots and like her, um, her like straw hat. And that's what she wears to the barn, even if she's not riding. She looks ridiculously formal going to the I barn. Know. And I, one day, like, and I'm horrible at selfies, by the way, but I went, it was like in the middle of sunburn. And I, one day was like, okay, here you are in like your Western shirt and like your crisp jeans. And I like, you know, did the like up high selfie and I'm literally like in muck. And I knew I wasn't riding because my horse was injured. I'm in like, muck boots that I've turned down because it's too hot to have them up to my knees, <laughs> like running shorts 
and (laughs) an old t-shirt that I've cut off. So not even like an official tank top. And I was like, "Hmm, who looks professional here? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, hello. Yes, boys. I'm already married. Sorry. (laughs) My favorite is always going to the store after the barn. I don't care if it's summer, but winter's even better. If I'm too lazy to pull off my Carhartt overalls, like. Oh, you should do it here in Ocala because in Ocala we get, especially this time of year when all the horse people are in, you get the, you get the cross section. You get the DQs that are coming in who look like Kristen, right? Who are, even when they go to the barn just to ride, they look like a million bucks. And then you get the people that you just described. And that's what you have. <laughs> you that cr- Yes, you have that cross section. <laughs> you have that cross section in the grocery store here in Ocala. And you, I, we have never seen it like this anywhere else. Even Lexington wasn't like this. It's a crazy cross section. Well, and I is. laugh, and I'm sure we've all seen that meme where it's like, oh, like other girls in the winter with their like cute like beanies on and their hair all done, and it's like <laughs> me, and it's like um, William H Macy from Shameless. <laughs> and I'm like, that's how I go to the store all the time. Well, one more article that you guys did that we haven't talked about yet. We talked about it before the break, but uh, haven't talked about it after. And we're very happy to announce that something for the good of horses passed through Congress, and that's the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act. We've talked about it a little bit, but it went through as part of the fiscal omnibus spending package, which uh, Trump then did finally sign. And Yeah, I believe he signed it on the 27th. I did double check before we got on. It's through. <laughs> this, And what it's going to do is it's going to create uh, an independent anti-doping authority that would get uniform national standards, testing procedures, and penalties for thoroughbred racing, and I assume other kinds of racing here eventually, too, um, that will be uniform across the country instead of having 38 different jurisdictions as what we have now, that mostly states that control what happens with racing. Uh, it would prohibit race day medications. Um, it would align U.S. standards with those abroad that are working so well. They have a lot less deaths in other countries, in Europe and other places than we do. So hopefully, you know, with uh, with this coming and becoming kind of a national thing, we can get some regulations in that will help. Yeah, which I, it's just, it's great to see. And I was, you know, I, I feel like, one, it's great for horses. And then just on like my own, like sort of personal satisfaction, it's awesome the like bipartisan support it's receiving. And actually just really surprising, you know, like I feel like so many things are, bogged down and like, but who, but, but is it with my side? And it really, it really is pretty, you know, across the board, which is awesome. And the anti-soaring legislation is still in there too. It didn't make it into this. I think the reason they were smart, whoever, I, I, I think it was, um, who was it? Uh, it was one of the senators that we've had on. Oh, uh, Paul Tonko. Uh, mm-hmm. from New York. We've had him on the show here. He he actually was the one that was sly enough to slip it into the whole other bill, you know, so he got it in there to the spending packages, which is why it got approved and wasn't up there by itself, which was a smart move. Which uh, is scary so. to think how much other stuff gets slipped in. There. Oh, oh there was a ton of other stuff. Absolutely. Oh, there was a ton of other stuff. <laughs> well, why it's I'm just concentrating omnibus. on the one we care about right here in this one, uh, because it was, it's, I'm just, I think that, and we've talked about this in the past, to save racing in this country, we need this. And I'm not much one for jurisdictions and additional, you know, regulations about anything. But I think we needed to do this if eventually we want to save racing. And on that note, I have a positive story for you. The place where we uh, where we adopted our Greyhound uh, down there in Tampa was also helping place 
all of the dogs that have come out of racing uh, tracks here in the state because racing ended officially, or Greyhound racing ended officially here at the end of December. December 31st, no more Greyhound racing in Florida, which means a bunch of dogs were were being sent out for adoption. They have had more applications than they have dogs, and they're telling people now that you have to wait. It could be months till we can find you a Greyhound. Which is actually amazing, right? Like, well, it just goes to ideal. show, too, you know, one of the arguments they, they had was, oh, all these dogs are going to go for slaughter, which never happened in the first place. Uh, and so I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that's just a happy thing that, uh, all these dogs are finding homes. Uh, I personally am sorry to see racing go, but that's a different story. Uh, and some of them went out to tracks in other States, but I think Greyhound racing is going to be done. This legislation needed to happen to make sure that that doesn't happen to racing. Let's, let's figure out how to fix it rather than get rid of it. So hopefully this is one step to doing that. Absolutely. Well, Dan, what what are your give us give us one bright spot for 2020 yeah. for you? I know you've had some not so bright spots. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. so not we don't want to talk about houses burning down. Like you had a really s 2020, but I want to hear at least let's let's end on a positive with you. What's one good thing that's happened? Oh, I got my um, quarter horse filly for my 40th birthday. I got her as a weanling and I didn't think I was going to be able to ever get her. My husband was like, um, no. And then he gave her to me for my birthday. Oh, that's wonderful. What's her name? Her (laughs) registered name is all one word, getting nude for moolah. Well, her sire is um, <laughs> is Dash of Moolah, so Moolah needed to be in the name. <laughs> so, um, and then her, like we call her Joe because she's. Oh, Joseph I thought you called Marcus. her nude just for no, fun. no, <laughs> and it's nude with a K. <laughs> I would call her Kim. I I don't. What are some strippers' names? What are like uh, oh, Tiffany? Candy. Or, yeah. Tiffany. <laughs> no. No. Um, and no then, offense you know, to any candies or Tiffany's yeah. listening. Yeah. Send your <laughs> emails to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. The goal is to make her a shooting horse. So she's Josephine Marcus, which was Wyatt Earp's wife's name. Well, one of his wives' names. Which wife? I mean, the third the, one. The last one. The one played by Dana Delaney in Tombstone. <laughs> Okay, so the 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 last one, all right, because yeah. he married some he had some crazies in there. He had a few common laws, so I think they were all common law, and they were all a little interesting. But you know, <laughs> you picked a good one then. All right, we're thank good you, then. Deanne. We appreciate you stopping by. It's yep, uh, sure, horsenation.com. Deanne's here every Monday with us, usually at eleven o'clock, and next next week will be back at eleven o'clock. So thank you, Deanne. Quarter yep. horse names are just the weirdest. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you Rula. gotta get I one. love that one. <laughs> Bye. 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 All right, let's hear about WinTech, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to have a little preview for you of 2021 as far as the Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning is concerned. There we go. Coach Jen here, HRN Chaos Control Officer and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on Horse Radio Network. Longtime Horse Radio Network fans know that I'm a big fan of WinTech saddles. I've been riding in them for about 20 years now. Whether I'm eventing, showing in dressage, or fox hunting, or hitting the trail at an endurance competition, I know my saddle fits my horse, and it's going to hold up to the toughest conditions and look great doing it. You may be wondering exactly which saddle do I use for this varied group of disciplines? Well, WinTech makes saddles for every discipline. 
That's how I have several. So head out to your local tax store and have a sit in one. Or you can contact your favorite online retailer, arrange a test ride, or check them out online at wintechsaddles.us. Well, coming up in 2021, as far as Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning, I have some announcements and some things to chat with you all about. Jamie doesn't even know about some of these. Uh, we're happy to announce that the first Tuesday spot on Horses in the Morning has been empty for a couple of months. And for new listeners, what we do is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Jamie and I are here. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have once a month episodes that are hosted by somebody else, sometimes us, somebody else, but it usually has a topic, fox hunting, or the Certified Horsemanship Association, or training with Mary Kitzmiller. But uh, we had a, one of those open, that was Tuesday's spot, and horse uh, that's being taken starting next month by the Mustang Heritage Foundation. So it's going to be a Mustang episode, which we've been trying to do for years here. Uh, so we're very excited that they're taking that over, and they're I'm going so to... excited! I know. I knew you would I, be. I want to host it, but... And, of course, they're the ones that run the Mustang makeovers and, you know, been around forever, and they certainly know Mustangs. And they've helped, I mean, they've helped home thousands of Mustangs over the years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're very excited about them being part of it. Uh, And uh, tomorrow, because they're starting next month in February, I'm going to have a special Horses in the Morning episode for you tomorrow. Look forward to that. Uh, We're also working on one other open spot the end of the month. uh, I think it's the first or fourth Tuesday of the month we had open, and we're working on finding somebody there, and we have a couple of possibilities. So we're working on that right now. Should we have announcements there soon? Sales and breeding with Kayla is back this month. Uh, They had a couple-month hiatus, but they're going to be back. That's the fourth Thursday of the month. So all the rest are going to stay the same like you're used to. You can find out what they all are by going to horsesinthemorning.com. Scroll down to the middle of the page, and you'll see all the banners there for the special monthly episodes. Uh, there's some Horse Radio Network shows that we're adding here shortly, and uh, we'll, mm. we'll have some new announcements there. Stable Scoop is coming back also. I will be announcing more about that on Wednesday. And that Stable Scoop is kind of tying into my last announcement today. So uh, uh, that's a hint, but uh, I'm bringing that back. I'm going to be hosting it, and it's going to be twice a month. And I'll tell you about what on Wednesday. So you have to tune in. There's a tease. And in August, this is uh, a big announcement. We're going to be doing, uh, Jennifer and I are going to be heading off on a listener tour. Now, Jamie will tell you that I've been talking about this for years and years and years. <laughs> uh, yes. I've been wanting to do this forever, uh, and we're going to do it in August. Uh, we're, we picked August, one, because it's hot as hell here in Florida, and we want to head north. Uh, two is we're hoping that vaccines are into everybody's arms by then, and uh, we can do it without having to worry about stuff, and it'll be like like a, a breath of fresh air, and the states won't be limiting what we can do, and it should be good. So that's the hope. Uh, but what we want to do is a four-week tour in August. It, this year, it'll be east of the Mississippi. Next year, west of the Mississippi. So uh, we'll do it again next year. Where am I? You're Hold west. On. You're west of the Mississippi. Well, see, you're not coming to my house? No, it's west of the Mississippi next year. The reason we're doing it this year, east of the Mississippi, is we can do it in four weeks. Four weeks seems like a long time, except when you're traveling uh, and trying to cover some distance, and then all of a sudden four weeks isn't a long time. So we realize that it'll probably end up being six weeks next year. So that will do west of the Mississippi. Uh, so this year's kind of a practice run for a longer one next year. But what the idea is... I say, I'm a little pissed. I'm a little offended. Well, you're going to you- have to come visit us at one of the ones that's close to you 
We'll figure out what, what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're uh, going to be staying at Listener Farms. That's the goal, is we want to stay at Listener Farms along the way. We got this new camper. It's a tag along, so we can park it anywhere. Uh, and it's set up that we, all, we can plug in. As long as you have a plug for us, we're fine. Uh, we'll have a generator along and everything, too. So we're pretty self-sufficient. But we want to stay at your farm, so we want to meet your horses. We want to do listener meetups in your area. We've had so many listeners doing their own meetups now, but we want to make that kind of a formal thing. It's kind of like we've all been locked up for a year. Let's get together and have a good time and meet each other. You you see each other in the auditor room. You may see comments and people making comments and things in the on our Facebook and our social media. Now you can you get together. Every time we do one of these meetups, we have a great time. So uh, I've asked for volunteers to help coordinate this in different states as we go around and make a big loop around the east coast of the United States. And I've gotten maybe 15 emails of people wanting to help coordinating and offering their farms and offering Jennifer rides and uh, me carriages and things like that. So we'll be doing the show on the road, too. We're setting, we, we did a practice run when we went camping last week with the camper to how we were going to set up the mics and do all of that. So we can make that happen. Um, and we we're just looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and it'll be so cool. We're, we're going to add video to this, Jamie. So uh, there'll be definitely YouTube uh, component of this. And it'll be meeting people's farms and horses along the way. So we'll be doing video as well. Um, but we need a clever name. HRN Listener Tour is kind of boring. So we're, we're asking uh, for clever you names. You know, and, and, and this is easy because it, you always love to complicate things and make it some weird thing. And I'm like, it needs to just say what it is. Okay. Like retired racehorse radio trying to come up with all these clever names. It needs to just say what it is. And Jane put it on there and I'm voting for this one. It's horse radio road trip. It's got some alliteration in there. You know, I love some alliteration horse radio road trip that says it all. That's all you need to know. I like it. And it's a heart in abbreviation. Oh, you're right. Perfect. <laughs> HRRT, right? That's what it is, the abbreviation. I'll, I'll take that into consideration. I will take a look at that. But, but if you have your ideas, too, email them to Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. If, you, if you're farm, if you want us to stop by, we're going to try and you know do as many stops as we can. Uh, let us know as well where you're at. Tell us where you're located. Uh, and send me an email at Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. I will tell you, you will not be invited to my house if you make it some sort of name like Traveling Hooves uh, <laughs> something or other. Well, you know I'm, I'm not going to have that word in it because that would just be a constant argument about how to say it. Oh so, no, God. that's not I wouldn't let you at my house. That's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a word. You can't have it. Do you know what? Well, you know what happens in my household now? What's just that? so you know. My freaking husband says, says hooves to piss me off. Oh, I love that. You know, yeah. I called him one day. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> He'd be like, how's his hooves? And I'm like, stun it! <laughs> I love your husband. He's my favorite. <laughs> first world problem. First world problem. First world problem. Let me remind you, if you have a first world problem or an equestrian problem, I always say that wrong. Every time it's like, I have to, if you have a horse problem, it's a first world problem. That's the life we're living. Now these are submitted by our auditors and I post a post in the Facebook page on the auditors group and ask people to share 
and they're sharing their real problems so much so that there's like 97 comments. <laughs> so I am going to have to edit and uh, just go with some of the number, some, some of the, the, the ones that aren't repetitive or anything like that. And I do take some license with them to make them funnier, but Glenn, if people want to become an auditor, how do they do that? Just go to horseradionetwork.com and scroll down to the right side of the page. You'll see an auditor banner for as little as $3 a month. You too can help support the horse radio network. Uh, a, a bunch of that money goes back out to our hosts. So Jamie gets a little bit of that every month as well. All right, so I want you to have the sound ready, not the loser one, but the other one. Oh, the other one. All right. Okay. Kayla says, I'm in Florida with my young horses, and I'm training with a Grand Prix jumper trainer. And my horse just jumped the gate in his field, knocked it down, clearly showing super promise, and now I am that girl. I don't want to be that girl. This is also the person that was showing videos of how well their horses behaved in the pasture and like sending me a video of my horses just stand right by the gate and wait for me to bring them in. And they're so perfect. Well, suck it now, Kayla. You have your own Zeus to deal with. Hashtag damn it, Zeus. I love it. Okay. Um, Kara says, and this is related to that. How weird. My horses got out while we were gone riding. So, oh my God, we like hurried back. All the way to the barn, and we found out that someone else got them in for us, but we had cut our ride short. <laughs> Damn it, nobody could say, hey, you know what? We got them in. You stay on out there. No. Um, Maya says that um, after a three-hour fit assessment, I bought a pricey new, to me, dressage saddle. But now I don't know if the fancy custom... Uh, colored saddle pads I have an order are going to fit. <laughs> <laughs> poor thing. Uh, I need a poor it, thing bumper, too. <laughs> oh, you poor baby. Uh, Avery says, it's dark when I get off work, so I've been riding in the indoor arena, but like I have to water it so it's not dusty, and then I have to drain the hoses so they don't freeze, and it's a pain. <laughs> Oh my God, my kingdom for an indoor arena someday, <laughs> someday not. Uh, Rebecca said, I had two weeks off work, but my kids like wanted to spend time with me and I didn't get to play with the ponies nearly as much as I'd hoped. <laughs> Dang kids. They like their mom. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. Uh, Amy says, Okay, this is, I teased this at the beginning of the show. And Amy, we're going to have to have it sit down and talk about this. Amy says, I'm the one who mentioned that my family doesn't seem to take pony at the top of the Christmas list very seriously, despite putting it there every year. So I took your advice and I sent specific links of ponies for sale. <laughs> and I even sent a video of how to gift wrap a horse in case <laughs> that was the problem. Nothing was neighing under the Christmas tree, despite my mom saying she thought she got it right this year and I unwrapped a seahorse ornament. Let me tell you what. 
You need a new family. You need to get out of Trade there. Trade them in. They are unhealthy. They are torturing you. That is, I, I, Every kid has that, like, we wanted a horse. Oh, look, you got your own briar. It's like you got your own horse. There you go. And everybody has that story, and it's damaging. And that is why As we're you can tell, our still now. damaged. <laughs> And we just keep getting the horses because we were, it was like a tease and we were taunted. Amy, does your family know what they're doing to you psychologically? I would like you to play this for your mother and we will shame her publicly for giving you a toy of a horse. Now what she has to do <laughs> is not only get you one horse, she's got to get you two. You know, you know those couple- <laughs> <laughs> Man. You are one pathetic loser. We may have crossed the line now. You don't want to play it for your mother, but just know that we are with you on this. I personally think that you need to move out. And if you need a place to go, you just go to your barn and start sleeping in the stall and volunteering and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to live here. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what can happen, but you need to, you need to change families is basically what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Sean says I finally bought myself some good winter paddock boots on clearance last year. So basically, you bought them last year, and she's had to wait like this whole year to wear them. But the insulated ankles are too thick to fit under my half chaps. And now I have to choose between my normal boots and cold toes or cold toes, uh, cold legs and warm toes. <laughs> Life is hard. I mean, this is the kind of decisions that we are faced with on a daily that like, it's just a struggle. I'm sorry, Sean. It's so hard. Courtney says, I had some amazing rides on my horses during my holiday. By the way, she had a couple and they're all related to one subject. And this is, this is great. I had some amazing rides on my horses during my short holiday break. And I'm feeling super inspired and like really ready to get to work and accomplish all the things, but I'm getting married next weekend and then I'll be gone for a week. So I won't get to ride. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what you can do about that, right? There's lots of posts complaining about getting married. Like, come on. We had a lot of engagements this year with our listeners. Yeah. Well, hopefully they all understand what they're getting into. Uh, (laughs) If you say these things on this page and you don't say those things out loud to them, you're trapping them. They need to know what goes on in your head. (laughs) It's only fair. (laughs) Adrian says it'll save the divorce later. I mean, just let it, let your freak flag fly. Let's do it. Hang it out. This is how I work. Just so you know. Like when I moved in with Chad, he lived in Arizona. I lived in Atlanta. I came on the road like the Clampets with all my stuff in the bag with a horse and a cat and a dog, two dogs. I was like, here we are, single fighter pilot living in an apartment. This is what you get now. <laughs> First time I met Jennifer, she was driving the oldest Jeep I had ever seen in my life. It was completely rust covered. Think of the worst bad ad we've had for a trailer. That was her Jeep. Covered, and then the inside was cluttered with stuff. And that's the first time I met her. That's what I saw. And uh, so I had an inkling from day one. And you were like, this. This one. I need this. This is yes. the one I, <laughs> I need this in my life. <laughs> I tried to do the same thing. I'm like, really? Okay. And my truck was so, it was like my first big girl purchase was my very own truck. And um, it was like a stick shift diesel, like 25. It's huge. Great truck. But, but you like, paid $1,000 for it because it was 20 years old. 
You had to actually roll the windows down, like with the roller, you know, <laughs> yep, yep. no buttons for that. Um, Adrian says there is finally sand in our indoor arena. But now I have to ride the ponies 0.4 miles in the cold and the slush to get them there. Or I have to hand walk them for eight minutes <laughs> all the way to that indoor arena for shame. Who planned that, Adrian? Oh, you poor thing. I kick in the shin if I saw you. Uh, all right. Uh, before you go on, the, going back to the last one, we need to ask the question and do a segment on this. We need to ask a question in the auditor room. What was that moment when your husband realized? And you know what I mean. Was your husband realized what it was really going to be like? Yeah. Well, hopefully moment? you told him when he was still boyfriend or fiance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot didn't actually, Jamie, I think. Oh, well, they, I think a you lot know what? were tricked. Horse chicks are drawn to crazy as well. So, you know what? They're equally crazy, so it's fine. I'm sure it all worked out. Jane says, it's that time of the year when my clipped horse's coats start to get fuzzy again. And now they're just going to be dusty until spring because I can't carry them without giving them a static electricity shock. Yes, apparently dryer sheets. So you're welcome. See, we all learn things on the horses in the morning. Anna says, this sucks. Oh my God, this one sucks. I designed sweatshirts with my barn logo and website on them and 25 students bought them. And a week after they arrived, I found out I have to change my website. Now all the sweatshirts are promoting the wrong website. <sighs> I cannot tell yeah. you over the years how much merchandise I have bought that I had to throw away because it was wrong after, or I spelled oh. something wrong. <laughs> you, it was your fault. Yes. Oh God. I can't tell you. That doesn't surprise me that you misspell things. I do go back and correct things yes, all the you time. Do. To you. Yes, you do. Everybody <laughs> does. That's your job. Let's take care of me. Carrie says, oh, Carrie, this is so sad. My fresh baked bread is ready all the way in the kitchen, but I'm too tired from my dressage lesson earlier to get off the couch to get a piece. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking uh, of bread... Are you still, did I see that you're still, you're still with the Marmite and the Vegemite? Yeah, but I can't have any bread this month. I gave up Why, bread. I, isn't it usually, isn't vegan month, isn't January veganary or vegan? I decided to, to challenge um, myself and my husband with the things that really are hard for us and, and it's bread and um, beer. He's still flying, so, right? Yes, he's still flying and he went to He Cabo still goes this. through airports, right? Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. He went to Cabo this weekend. The one, and, and then the the hotel that put the the flight the flight crew up at like an all inclusive. And he's like, I got down to the bar, and it was like forty seven beers on tap. That's all they <laughs> and had. And you really believe him that he's not doing that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a personal challenge if you don't actually do it. Uh, but then the next morning, but was, he was it like, your personal challenge or his personal challenge? Ours, ours, uh, and because. <laughs> What happens is at the first of the year, he's like, I'm going to go keto. And I'm like, I'm going to go vegan. And those two things do not no, they're match exact opposites <laughs> at all. I mean, it's like there's a dead cow in my I mean, kitchen. My, my Lyme diet is basically keto. So it's exact opposite of yours. <laughs> yeah. And so we just we decided to compromise as married couples do, which those of you who have recently gotten married. And yeah, but bread out. and beer, why both? Because there's that's Lent, Lent that's Lent style stuff right there. That's 
That's Lent well, suffering. I'm not Catholic or whatever. So this is your your punishment to yourself. This is my <laughs> life punishment. Why do and you have really self punishment in January? Why is that anyway? Um, I, I don't know. It, uh, here's the thing: like bread and uh, bread is a part of a meal you know that includes pizza, right? Yes, yes, Glenn. <laughs> okay. I know. Just checking. I know it includes pizza. It's really breaking my heart. I made a pizza for Lucas last night. I didn't have any, so. What there are you, you eating at this point? <sighs> like last night I made a, and it was delicious, a stew of like onions and like sauteed with like a bunch you of different spices. You made an onion stew. And I put tomatoes and black eyed peas and spinach. It was like this big like bean and vegetable stew. You know how people. I can, I'm not, I, when I go downstairs for breakfast, I'm having tomato, avocado and feta salad. That's my breakfast. Okay? Do you, I don't, what, what do you eat in the morning? That's not bread. <laughs> eggs. And I, but I can't and so that includes cereal and everything that's like crackers and. Yes. Yes, it's hard. Let Do you know how sometimes it. new listeners think we're married because we bicker like an old married couple? Um, there's no way in hell we'd ever be married to each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it never. goes both ways. <laughs> I get that. It's not just one way. That's both ways. There's no way in hell we could ever make this work. And you like my husband. I like, do. <laughs> and, and I, I don't know how you don't just... Tell him to run away. Anyway, let's finish. Okay. <laughs> um, says, because this one is funny. Uh, when you take the time to put on a glove, so MTG won't stink up your hand when you applied it to my mare's tail, uh, that she felt the need to rub out. And then I accidentally, so let me, let me start this over and read it the way it should be. I took the time to put on a glove. So the MTG won't stink up my hand. And then I sneezed and I covered my nose with the gloved oh, no. MTG soaked oh, no. hand. Oh, no. That stuff <laughs> reeks. <laughs> to me, it smells like rotten bacon. It just like, smells like rotten everything. It's just rotten awful. Bacon. I don't know. That stuff's <laughs> got to be bad. Um, Sharon says, I read Lisa Wysocki's cool new horse mystery over the holidays, but now I have to wait until her next one comes out. And then under that, she commented about how it ended. And I was like, I deleted your comment because you can't spoil it for everybody. No, you can't. Um, no, because some people still want to see if Jamie's the murderer. Uh-huh. I still haven't read it. I have the I have three copies. Well, of you're it not in jail, so. Yeah. Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it yet. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Uh, Allison said, I just bought the perfect matching rain sheet liner combinations for all of my horses. Thanks, auditors. But now I have to wait until they get here and they're not getting here till spring and it's raining. So <laughs> <laughs> what you get for being matchy matchy. Be like me and buy the one that's on sale. It's going to come the fastest. Uh, Jennifer says, my sister gave me a very generous Christmas gift and I can get one of the saddles now I want to buy, but I can't decide which one. <laughs> Kristen says, my husband got me a surprisingly nice holiday bonus and he wants to buy me a gift. And I sent him a link to a fancy new bridle. And he was like, no, I want to buy something for you, not the horses. Oh, that's listen. That's, that's a common one, though, that we st I still feel 30 years later. Oh, my God. Did, did you ever let it go? Because like no. Chad asked me what I wanted. I got Parker and I'm like, I would really like a nice weather beat blanket for him. And he's like, why? Do I always buy things for the horses? And my answer is, it makes me happy. Do you want me to be happy? Then you buy me something that I want. We have this need buy to anyway. buy something for you personally. And you're, yeah. you're not satisfying that need. 
Really? Yeah, like, because we don't, because the horses are a hassle in our minds. You know, even 30 years later, they're still a hassle. So I'm buying something to, uh, to satisfy your addiction, which is not satisfying for me. I'm just playing the like average horse husband. Like, I'm playing America's horse husband here, by the way. I'm not her husband, but I'm playing America's yeah. horse husband. I'm speaking for her husband because that's what he's thinking. So, 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 what would satisfy the male need to? Per- you, the, I hope everybody's sitting down listening to this because you are going to speak for all of them. What do you want to buy us? Well, we want to buy you something that's personal that you can use personally, that you can get some enjoyment out personally. The problem with that is you guys have no life except for horses, so th- it's impossible. We buy you jewelry, you never wear it. We buy you watches, you don't wear watches because you could break it or get it full of crap. So you don't wear those. And you very seldom go anywhere to dress up, especially this last year. Nobody went anywhere to dress up, so forget that. Um, But yeah, you're right. It is limited. And you have no hobby except for horses in most cases. Now, we're learning that some marauders actually do other things, which is amazing. But Okay, so answer the question. What do you want to buy me? Well, that's the thing. We want to buy you something that's not for a horse, but the the, the options are limited, which is why we always end up buying you horse stuff. I got some really cute muck boots for Christmas from Chad. And where do you wear them? I I haven't worn them yet because it's too muddy outside. (laughs) I don't want to get them dirty. And then I also got a Kelly Hurt ring. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. And um, And I've worn it twice. I wore it. We went out to dinner and I put it on. That's there when I go. put my wedding ring on is when I leave the house and go out to dinner. Do you wear one of those fake wedding, you know, with the the synthetic wedding rings? Because I've yes. seen a lot more guys wearing those now, too. I That is exactly what I wear. I can't stand having a ring on because it sits on that oh, in between the finger that you hold the ring well, it's, on. It's and- dangerous, too. You shouldn't wear your wedding ring in the barn. I don't care what anybody says. Your wedding or your engagement ring should not be worn in the barn. It's dangerous. You'll rip your finger off. Yeah, uh, so, so I, that's why. And, and I hate the way it pushes up against my well, it makes other holes finger. in your finger. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hurts. So no, I, I get have these- that, but I, we never we never did the fake ring. What are they called? Synthetic. They're. They're, uh, I'll think of it. But yeah, the, the uh, silicone. silicone. That's what I That's have. Right. Silicone yeah. rings. And I bought like a 10 pack on Amazon. And so that when they slide off when you're bathing a horse, typically. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And they come in all these different colors. I'm like, oh, do I want to wear a red one or a tie dye colored one or a black one? I don't know. It's, it's fun. Uh, but anyway, the point is, you still really haven't answered what the hell you want to actually but, but buy. I did and answer Mike, it. I will tell you that the opposite side of that is, you know what? I'm going to use that damn bridle every Every day when I go to ride my horse. So listen, Kristen's husband, buy her the bridle. I know you bought her the horse this year. She bought herself the horse this year because she bought the horse from me. She bought Zara and Zara needs a fancy new bridle. Not that it's as it is a problem and it's always been a problem and it always will be a problem. And the problem is there's all these new horse husbands that are going through this all over again. Everybody. With all the engagements this year. Yeah. All you people that got engaged this year, all you women, you should have them listen to this 10 minutes of this show and then see if they want to hang around. They'll want to hang around. They just they just aren't going to learn what they're going to get into. It's darn so, good so, that you women riding horses have cute butts. That's all I'm saying. It's really what it comes down to. You look you good in breeches. Did you actually come up with a gift that you want to buy no, your No, wife. because you have no life other than horses. So we always end up buying the horses. We still want to buy something else. I bought a camper You want, like, so, you want to buy me like a canoe or something? What, yeah. You want me to pick up some <laughs> sort of That's the thing. Other- you don't have any hobbies. Other than horses. That's like walking into REI. Let's pick a sport. 
I think she needs to rock climb. I'm going to get her some rock climbing shoes. Do you buy him golf stuff every year? I do. He loves golf stuff. But you don't resent him having golf, playing golf. That's funny. I was totally going to steal that as an argument. I, he got two <laughs> separate golf clubs. By the way, he picked them out and put them in the shopping cart. And I picked out the blanket I wanted. And I put that one in the shopping cart. And we shared. That's what a good marriage is, Glenn. <laughs> Communication. <laughs> you know what? Is it really a gift when you're buying, when you're actually, in essence, buying what you want for yourself? But see, I, I, that, that blanket was one thing, but that Kelly ring, I actually really liked it. And I said something to him about it a while ago. And he's like, well, you picked it out. I'm like, but I didn't even remember it. Like you get, <laughs> he was paying that attention that day. Cause I didn't remember that I wanted that, yeah. <laughs> but now that I have it, I feel like I've always wanted it. Um, I have one more question. Okay. <laughs> we got off kind show. of off on a tangent there, but for all you but newly engaged people, have them listen to that section right there. It was very valuable 10 minutes of time. spent, <laughs> And I, now I understand my husband a little better. And now I have a great argument because like, bitch, please not buy you golf stuff. I mean, horse stuff. You got two clubs. And now I also understand why people say we bicker like a married couple. <laughs> We've done a lot of that this episode. <laughs> we have been together longer than most married couples, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> I've been together with my husband a year longer than I've been with you. <laughs> okay. That's weird. <laughs> and both um, of us were way longer than she'd ever been with anybody else. So there you go. And that the damn truth. <laughs> it's like I decided I was going to be like a one-woman a one man woman for all of a sudden in my employment and in my life. <laughs> you just settled down. You you had the epitome of settling down. Yeah. Um, and someday I'll tell you the story of that. Didn't I tell you the story of that? How I ended up deciding to settle down. You know what? We'll save that for another day. Another day. Right. We'll make that an Finally. auditor post show so that uh, they get you can swear a lot during it. Oh, my God. It's a good story. Um, Lindsay says, I, and there's a photo attached. I stood on my horse for the first time Intentionally? (laughs) Intentionally. So the horses are her horse. Rocket is standing in the middle of the arena, and she's standing on his back. And she said he, he was awesome. But if you look at the picture... His wiener is hanging down in the middle of the picture. She's like, he was too relaxed in his wiener. How many horses have ruined pictures? (laughs) Oh my God. You need a black box. You need to Photoshop that baby. (laughs) Every time I would unload Jet from the trailer, he would get like a little excited or something. And I would always like put the ribbon on, take a picture. And like I have probably 10 pictures of him with his wiener hanging out with a ribbon on his (laughs) thing. Oh, every time. Anyway, there you go. That's your question. First world problem. Uh, Thank you all for sharing. And thank you all for joining us. As I said, I'll have a special episode for you tomorrow. We're going to do an auditor post show here in just a second, although we've taken up a lot of our time talking about buying horse women gifts. Uh, Nothing else. I'm so hungry. (laughs) I need some avocados and tomatoes. Yeah, you're going to need need more than that by the end of the month. Uh, I'm more concerned actually about the lack of beer consumption. Did that include wine or are you just replacing it with wine? Or is it all alcohol? No, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just beer, but I, I'm, I'm, I kind of, 
gave up wine a while ago because I've realized that if I have a bottle, we should do this in the post show. Okay, all right. Well, that's what the post show will talk about right after this. And then we have a whole bunch of other shows coming for you this week out of the Horse Radio Network. We're all back in operation. I heard Jennifer in there recording podcasts, so that's coming up as well. Thank you all for joining us. Bay Neuter Geld. Auditors, thanks for hanging Maybe around. Take that one away for like a submission or something. Um, and that was, was really good radio. What the last ten minutes? There? <laughs> yeah, that was compelling. Put that as a as a best of or something. Do we? Want so to yeah, the wine story? thing. Yeah, what the, the wine, wine thing. thing. So here's the problem <clears throat> with the wine is I get a bottle of wine and I start drinking it and I I drink. And I'll have a glass and then I'll cook dinner. And then you have a glass with dinner. And then you have a glass after dinner. And then the I'm like, gone. <laughs> pretty, no, that's the problem is there's four glasses oh, in a yeah. bottle, Glenn. Yeah. And so what happens? Are they making bottles thicker? Because there used to be more wine in a bottle. <laughs> Just... they, they, there's supposed to be four glasses of wine in a bottle. And so I get through the three of them and I can't see out of my left eye, you know, and (laughs) my lips are numb and um, there's one glass left. And why put a cork on it for that? It's just going to go bad, Glenn. It's just going to go bad. And I'm competitive enough to not leave it. (laughs) And I will like, we we will, I will find a way to fix the food that's in the back of the fridge to use it. Like I am not going to let this wine go back over my dead body. So then, you know what happens is I drink it and then I wake up the next morning and my brain hurts and I can't feel my feet on the floor and everything is foggy and I don't know because I cannot drink four glass. I can't drink a bottle of wine, but I do when I open them. Yeah, but do you, now, don't you do the same thing with beer? Do you have four of them or? No, I get too full on beer. I have one beer a night. Yeah. Like, like I would, but maybe two, but like, that's the thing is like beer is, you know, 250 calories, yeah, I guess. Little, I don't yeah. know. But then I'm looking at 500 calories before you know, dinner before bed, <clears throat> that's too many calories to be drinking. Don't right, drink now let me Let me clarify this. So you're giving up beer, you're giving up bread. I'm more concerned about the beer. Are you replacing it with any alcohol at all? Because I have to work with you in the mornings. And I'm just concerned about the lack of alcohol consumption. Oh, no, there's not a lack. A vodka oh. soda. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how healthy is that? <laughs> it's like 12 calories. It's clear. It's perfectly clear. It has it's to be healthy. Clear. It looks like water. I, but I can't, I can't, I have to drink that and then I go to bed. So I'm sleeping well. I'm still okay. I, uh, like, I, I like the taste of beer, but like, I'm not really a, like a big beer drinker, but it, it, that was, my thing is the bread and Chad's thing is the beer. Oh, so you compromise and by doing both. We kind of <laughs> compromise by doing both. Cause I do, let me not lie to you. I love a Guinness at night. It's it just, mm, I come so in does, like in the winter, you know, fast. Does the bread thing include cake. And cookies? Yes, all bread, Glenn. Well, that's not bread. Come on. I'm not going to have a slice of wheat <laughs> bread, but I'll eat cake. <laughs> I think that's a perfect plan. 
I did have to have a tortilla the other day, but I buy tortillas that are three ingredients. So I figured it was a little healthier. It's got corn and and, and something else in it. There's, it's, it's, that's not even bread. It's got corn. It, yeah. So I that, that's what I ate. Hey, I've um, been gluten free for a long time, so I know exactly what's 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 bread and what's not. Uh, cake is bread. No, cake is cake. cookies are cookies they're not bread they don't have yeast okay well at any rate i'm not eating that because if i'm trying to lose i want to lose 10 pounds and chad wants to lose 10 pounds so we're trying to already skinny your pants are no your pants are going to be like mine my waist is getting bigger. Like I'm just getting bigger. I think if you gave up the beer, you'd be fine. <laughs> I think you're probably the beer is more fattening ultimately. Cause you're doing that right before bed than the bread is. Yeah. I don't drink enough. I don't drink enough beer to consider this. All the, my I love pounds. like how I'm helping you with what you're going to give up in January here. <laughs> you're not helping because you're not going to change anything. You're like, don't give up cake. So yeah, you're super helpful, Glenn. <laughs> this has been a guy's had to give up things for 10 years. So I don't want anybody else to ever have to give up anything, especially bread. I, I feel bread like this is, is a one. very salty conversation, like day we've had together. It is. <laughs> Lots of arguing. <laughs> it is. But Thanks. you know, in our polls, listeners love when we argue for some reason. Yeah, that's why I said that was a good 10 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm looking for through, I well, at least want to answer one thing. I posted in the audit room, what do you want us to talk about? Um, so we can talk about Christmas gifts. Mine was a 22, ours both to, for each other was a 22 foot camper. It's kind of expensive gift. So. I thought you were going to 22 foot rifle. No. Like <laughs> caliber. Um, uh, goals for next year. You know, <laughs> Jamie and I aren't so good at that, to be honest. Um, we talked about this early on for, for new auditors joining us. We do not do resolutions because we never keep them. Bread and, and beer. I'm doing one this year. I'll bet it. Usually yeah, for a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually only a month, though. Uh, and that's usually about the point where people get back off the resolution. <clears throat> Three to four weeks is when most people give up on going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. By the way, what did he buy? Was it a treadmill? A, a, uh? <sighs> It was, it was, I mean, it was just a stupid purchase. (laughs) We all made those at two in the morning, though. But it's usually after beer or wine. No, No, it's tequila. I can't talk about it. Got it. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Oh, somebody asked about a camping trip that we did. We went for four days camping with Pickles. Pickles was actually pretty good. We were surprised. Uh, Pickles has had, I haven't talked about this much, but we've had training challenges with Pickles. Um, she's been a, probably the one of the most difficult canines we've had <clears throat> in many ways. Uh, Jennifer is practicing patient training, and I am trying not to be impatient. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a challenge with pickles. She's, she's 18 months old going on three months old, you know, because I think she had been raised in a pack and, you know, she really didn't have any time at the track and we got her when she came off the farm and had been with a group of horses. Luke, it's a little quieter, buddy. And now I have to hold on one second. And Pickles asked to go out right now. Perfect timing. So, (laughs) 
But it's, she's been a training challenge which Jennifer has been working very hard on and I've been trying not to get in the way of. Oh, really? I'm harder to train than a dog, apparently. So, uh, oh, this is my surprise face. Wow. <laughs> am I the only husband that has... I am not an animal trainer. I am not. People say, well, you work with Scooter. No, I don't train Scooter. I get him after Jennifer works with him, and I drive Scooter. I don't want to be involved in the training side. I'm just... I'm just not. I You know what? You're like, Chad, like, just not the patience. Don't have the patience for that. Now, and you know, we always talked about in this show, I am not truly a horse. I'm a horse person because I do a lot with the horses. But I am not a horse trainer. And I think there are many horse people that are not trainers and don't want to be trainers. That's why they send them to a trainer. Right? That's why they go to you. Is because the, the the lady that sent the last horse to me said, you know what, I I love riding young horses. I don't mind it, but that first thirty days after the racetrack, I I don't want to do. And I you just know don't want to do it. I think you're better off if you realize what you are and aren't. If you try and do things with animals that you aren't, that leads to bad things. You know, it, things that you don't want to do or you're not good at. That leads to bad results in the end. And so I think it's good to identify the fact that I am not a tr- an animal trainer. And it's so funny because you are, yet I love horse people. You know, I love horse people, which is why I like doing this job, is I like the horse people. You, you, you tend to like training the horses and doing the horses more. Um, but, you know, and that's true of most horse people. Most horse people don't like other horse people. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, we've had some weird conversations today. We have. We but really have. you know what? It's just one of those days. It is one it's, of those days. We haven't days. talked in a while. Um, can I still just talk about how pissed I am at you? And I think you're completely full of shit. Is that you texted me at I did 7 not. fucking 30. I did on not. Saturday I texted morning. everybody on New Year's Day. And apparently a bunch of them never went out till the next day. You were not the only Bunch. one that said that. Bullshit. No, that is true. Apparently, there was an issue because a lot of them didn't go out, and I was wondering why nobody texted me back when I sent I said Happy New Year's to like thirty people, and I think one person responded. And, you wrote Happy New Year! I can't wait to get started. Get yep. back to work. Da, 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 and when da, would and I, I write like, that on New Year's Day? Is when I always send you a Happy New Year. Yeah, seven thirty in the it. morning. You talk to on... Verizon because that's what... yeah, that was fun. For me, I um, think other people got them in the middle of the night. So there's that. I hear a text message and I go, <gasps> "The guy, it's on vibrate." I can't, I can't. Oh, see, I turn mine off. I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, well, I'm gonna start doing that now. I turn on <laughs> mute, but like it still vibrates, and I put it on the floor, and I still wake up to it. I'm so such a light sleeper. Well, so. you, you almost have to. I mean, you 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 run a farm with other horses and stuff, so you must have to. But then again, you're on the farm. Who's going to be texting you from outside the farm? <laughs> It doesn't matter. I don't want a text message at seven o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning. Glenn. <laughs> I can talk to Verizon. You can s- send your complaints to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com and she will forward that to Verizon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were not mm-hmm. the only one. I will let you know that. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> All right. That's it. We're out of time. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. <laughs>